Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. And today is a, I would say it's a nice day outside, but it's gloomy, which makes it a good day to be indoors doing a wonderful podcast that we love doing and movies and getting ready to welcome on a new guest, a new cousin of the family pictures tree, family member, associate, friend of the show, whatever you want to call it. This is a sunscreen film festival episode number two. We are going to be having more reviews, more interviews. We had a preview episode for you and we will, you know, we're going to be having some, I don't like saying special guests, but when I use that word, I mean it because sometimes, as you know, in this business, some guests, I'm not even going to get into it. PR is PR. We love PR. We work with great reps, but we will be having some surprise guests for you. Some will be nostalgic. Some will bring you back to the 80s and 90s. This one today is a film I reviewed uh, before sunscreen as part of the preview episode titled Ladylike. It had its world premiere. You can go in our archives. I was looking in the archives to get that date for you, which I will do right now as we wait for the producer to call in. Today we're going to get the great opportunity. Uh, Let's see. If you go two weeks ago to the Talking Pictures episode number one, preview of the Sunscreen Film Festival, it was episode... 192 and today we were, we are recording episode 195 which means we are five away from episode 200 yay us that's the most arrogant we will ever sound but you know what i am totally and completely um going to rejoice in that talking with our friend who said to start the show uh, and another friend who said it did not think we would be getting to do something like covering a festival in Tampa like sunscreen. Thanks to Joe and way, by the way, for having us and all the other great people we met and to Ashley with press that we would be covering festivals in Vancouver and have reporters in Seattle and Phoenix And before I bring the guest on, uh, South Carolina will be adding, possibly Mississippi, uh, Austin, Dallas is up there. We're going to be adding a couple of new Hollywood correspondents. Uh, I take care of San Diego, Newport Beach, and we're going to be throwing NorCal in the mix. So with that, we were so excited to cover sunscreen because it was East Coast. Uh, We had... Um, handled New York through screener over uh, the over my years I've written for magazines and um, online magazines to where through Vimeo I've covered uh, Tribeca or Sundance uh, Miss Valerie Weiss our good associate sent us a South by Southwest screener this year that was rocking so when it came time to go to sunscreen And they said, come down. I was game. St. Petersburg was awesome. 
I'm from Hawaii, so it was great to be. It reminded me of Waikiki. And today we are joined by Miss Lauren Cribb, who was the producer of Ladylike. Again, go in the archives, as I told you, three episodes back. Uh, it's episode 192. Today we are recording episode 195. Welcome, Lauren. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm on air. I'm interviewing a filmmaker. I'm. We are celebrating that we're five away from episode 200. We're talking about sunscreen. I don't That's know great. what else. Congratulations on the uh, on the episode coming up, the 200. That's a big deal. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. I had mentioned before you came on air that our. Um, a friend of mine, he designed our logo on our business cards and our uh, what used to be our archives before we set up our new website. Um, he was the one who was telling me on the phone one day, he's like, you never shut up and you love movies, so why not start a podcast? This was still when podcasts were kind of new. It was about three years ago. Um, well, it was kind of when everyone was starting anyone, everyone starting one. Of course, we don't knock it. We're not arrogant. We're not into ourselves. But as you know, um, Lauren, that there's filmmakers out there that think filmmaking is just picking up a camera and hitting record. They don't feel the need to study or learn a craft. So with podcasts, the main premise was there's too many podcasters out there who go and grab a bunch of film books. They've seen the Star Wars trilogy remake and, uh, they start talking about film. So we had the unique thing of our crew has made films, has crewed films, has had stuff in stores, um, has been to film school. So we thought that's the kind of team that can put together a talk show because we understand what filmmakers are going through. You say the budget's behind, we get it. Uh, You say you're working a festival circuit uh, for those that do. Uh, I've had five or six films play the festival circuit, so it's all a nice circle, but I appreciate the congratulations. Sunscreen, what a festival. Before we jump into Ladylike and where that's headed and any news you have or anything like that, uh, just since we're here to let people know about sunscreen, um, just please feel free to drop me any, any thoughts you had on it. Um, how'd you enjoy the festival and, and St. Petersburg? The festival was great. I actually met the founder, Tony Armour. I met him up at Toronto back in September. And, uh, you know, it was, that's when Moonlight was um, premiering and a lot was going on. And as you know, that was a Florida based film. And so I ran into Tony, you know, had a, great, um, great evening and time with him. And he told me all about sunscreen, which is a festival that I hadn't um, really known about. It hadn't been on my radar um, as it's, you know, it's not one of the big top five, like sunscreen, I mean, I'm at like Sundance or can. And so, um, you know, we got to talking about sunscreen, you know, ladylike, we were coming off of a uh, you know, our, almost our final edit. And we wanted to, you know, obviously go the festival circuit route. And I'm just so excited that we got to premiere at sunscreen. Um, the director and I are both from Florida. 
so it was nice to kind of premiere in our home state there. Um, and it was a fantastic, I mean, the, the way Tony sets everything up, I mean, you know, it's so professional and it's just the panels were great. And, you know, overall, I mean, it was my first time and I cannot wait to go back next year. We were all very pleased, um, you know, the crew that did come down in our group. We were, we were just so pleased and it was such a great time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I have, I definitely believe in, I get it from my mother where you appreciate each moment and you enjoy where you're at and you, you know, just basically be grateful for today. But when I left sunscreen, as I was flying back to Cincinnati, I was thinking, I can't wait till sunscreen next year. (laughs) And it was like a perfect um, mix of people. It was a perfect, um, I mean, the programming was amazing. Being press, this isn't violating anything crazy. Press sometimes get to see films before the festival so we can give you guys reviews and um, that's every festival. So I'm not letting some sunscreen secret out to audience members. Sunscreen to me was just, um, I knew one of the programmers has a, uh, we had a mutual friend. And so to see what they put together, as I started to go through the program, it was, I mean, most festivals in my experience, and please feel free to comment, Lauren, is you kind of get a, you pretty much go in knowing you're going to see about 60% of what you want. Um, Right. But this was like, uh, I I was just felt so blessed that I had gotten some screeners because I don't know if I would have seen half what I wanted because it was just so bananas. I started going through the program and I was just like, Ooh, Ooh, wait, Ooh, wait but they're both at the same time, but wait, they're at different places and there's only five minutes in between. And, uh, and I was just so pleased with the, I mean, how did you feel as a filmmaker with, uh, I know filmmakers like to be in good companies. So uh, you guys were with other great films and there was a good amount of celebrities out, even though it's not about celebrity. So as a filmmaker, and then we'll jump right into Lady Lake, how did you feel about the atmosphere that was created for you as a filmmaker? Well, I think, you know, they brought in some great guests, obviously opening night, the film blind with, you know, uh, Dylan McDermott. Um, and, you know, that, I think that was great. The women in film panel, you know, Jane Seymour was there. That was great. I think, um, you know, each time I go to a festival you know, I always, I always meet somebody. I always learn something. I always see something new that, you know, then says, all right, maybe this is a great concept. And, you know, how can I, you know, kind of get this maybe going in one of my next projects. And, and it's, you know, as festivals go, it's, it is all about networking. And, you know, there were a couple of people that I, I did know um, that were going to be going, which was great because you get to have a little reunion and, and that's fun. But I think overall they, they really have it well organized. I think, you know, the, the vibe, I mean, you're in Florida in the spring and, you know, you've got people coming down from New York who are just excited to be in the sun, you know? 
so I think overall, like, it's just such a positive environment, it, it felt like. And, um, and everybody was just really happy where, you know, you look at, you know, other festivals that are great, but, you know, they might be two weeks long instead of four days long. So it, it feels like you, you know, it's so much, you know, every day, it's the, you know, for two weeks, you can kind of get exhausted where I think with sunscreen, it's the perfect amount of time. Um, but it is hard. I agree with you because you do want to see things and, but you got to take a meeting and then, you know, you've got to go to your own premiere. So it can get, you know, you've got to juggle the schedule, you know? Well, you, well, I just want to say, and then this will be the last thing before we go into ladylike, as you were talking about meeting people, I think you're leaving out that you met one of the most important people that you could meet at sunscreen and and who would that be me oh <laughs> well you of got course. to go I home mean... on the plane saying that you now know paul booth i mean that is you know well, making and I, it, I mean so. the show you know, the fact that you've got a show and you are doing podcasts and i agree with what you said you know at the start that you know this is it's such a great outlet for filmmakers Oh, yes, to network, and we this concept of ours is a, not ours, a virtual coffee shop. If we had the money to pay our sound man to add in Starbucks noise, we would. So with that, <laughs> we're, we are going to jump into Ladylike, which I thought was great. We're not going to speak for the director, but it was directed by a male, and it was hilarious because I thought for sure it was directed by a female be, before I got to the end credits. Um, a quick synopsis here that I pulled off of, uh, I think it was off the press kit. Uh, when a quick-witted yet codependent college girl helps her best friend land a boyfriend, she's left on the outside while looking in and is forced to deal with the realities of adulthood for the first time. Now, I remember thinking that usually these films, and let's just talk briefly about casting, uh, a lot of times these films, I just watch so many of these on Netflix where it's a similar premise or it's the boy meets girl or it's the guy starts sleeping with the friend's girlfriend. Um, this was kind of seemed like a girl that wasn't real secure about herself or couldn't find a boyfriend, but she was very beautiful. So speaking to casting, how do you as a producer... Uh, in working with a director, and if you had a casting agent, how do you define, like, you want a character to really kind of come off like they can't get a boyfriend, but you can't really put out, uh, we're looking for non-attractive women ages 25 to 28. So if you can help me word this better, how did you... (laughs) How did you go with the lead character <clears throat> knowing that she had to have, uh, you know, she ha- it, that she had to pull off being someone who couldn't um, get some of the things that, sh- that she would actually in life be able to get? Like, how did you approach that as a producer in viewing well, the script? Being, well, I, I was one of a few producers. So I actually came on, you know, after I was not involved in the casting, that would be Brent Kraft and one of the other producers, Matthew Nemeth. Um, 
and a few others, they were um, were in the casting, and they worked with a casting director um, and to find these girls. And I think, you know, the the girls that they got, they all, you know, brought these roles to life. I mean, they worked so well together, um, and, you know, they kind of took it to another level. And this is the first feature film, I think, you know, where women, you know, are on screen for this large, you know, majority amount of runtime, which, you know, it's about the top 5%, I think, in the sense women literally dominate the screen. And that's so rare to see in a feature film. So, you know, when they were casting, they obviously, you know, went through um, a few, I don't know, uh, Olivia Licardi, who played Luce, you know, she's been in Orange is the New Black, and her career is taking off. And I think a lot of these girls, you know, when this was shot, you know, two years ago, um, they were just starting out in their careers. And now, you know, they've really gained traction, and they're really getting these bigger roles. So, you know, I think it's it's great for them, and it's great for us. Oh, okay. So, see, Olivia, I was wondering why she was so familiar. I just recognized her from Money Monster and... I had watched rewrite on Netflix a while back. Um, sometimes I don't, you know, I, like I had mentioned, I don't check the press kit or I don't check what someone's been in because I don't want to be biased. And right. I've had filmmakers tell me I'm not being prepared, but it's like, well, I, I don't want to automatically like your movie because I like your actress's last movie. Um, so now with that, you mentioned that you came in at a different uh, stage. Let's talk about what stage you entered and what you like. I always love the yin yang. So the stage you entered and what's fun and not fun about that stage. Cause we always want our audience <laughs> to kind of get some of the learning out of this show as well. Well, I came in for post-production. So they had already shot ladylike and, um, you know, the film was being edited by Matt Garner, who Matt Garner actually used to work for the Weinstein Company for about a decade. Um, and uh, so he's, you know, he's just amazing. He actually was at sunscreen with us. I think you probably met him briefly um, at one of the parties. And so I came in, you know, Brent and I um, have known each other since high school. So, you know, I didn't know he was in the film industry. He didn't know I was in the film industry. And we kind of um, reconnected in June of last year. Um, and so I came on board, you know, just wanting to help with post, wanting to help with distribution, festival circuit. You know, I've been to um, many festivals, so I kind of know how that system works. And so, you know, we just started looking at edits and, you know, getting into the, you know, sound designing and color correcting and all that stuff that you end up having to go through after, you know, multiple um, multiple sessions when you're sitting, you know, for long hours in the dark, you know, it can, it can take a toll on you. Um, but I, you know, I, right. and I, I was, you know, yeah, I was all about, um, you know, when I saw the first cut um, and I'd known about the film, I, I could have absolutely relate. And that's why I wanted to come on board because I think any female um, knows what it's like to be the girl that feels left out. Um, and they also know what it feels like to be the one that, you know, falls in love and gets a boyfriend and, you know, that whole balance of, you know, the friends that you do have and, you know, wanting to 
get to include everybody, but of course, you know, as you know, Allie and Court ended up, you know, having some disagreements. But I think anybody can relate to any of these girls, you know, um, you know, whether it's Pam, you know, Pam really wanted to be, I think, a part of the group. She was a great um, actress, by the way, a great part. Um, so I think that's, you know, one thing that I really was impressed that this was um, written and directed by a man and, you know, Brent nailed it. He nailed it um, because I talk to my friends that way. You know, we, we talk that way. We, you know, think that way. And I think, um, you know, I have so much respect for him that he did it so well because I think, you know, sometimes it can get misconstrued. But like I said, I think, I think he nailed it. He definitely did, and what I would love to, and it's not like it's a, and then we'll jump into the women in film pa- uh, brunch. Um, what I liked is, and again, my opinions are mine and the shows, and Lauren is Lauren, and I'm not, I'm someone who loves sociology, psychology, studying society. As we move along right now, those things are being taken from us because we're not allowed to have opinions without um, arguing. And um, it's sad because I want to be able to learn what is the, what, how does this feel um, as a woman? And I want to be asked, how does this feel as a man? Uh, there was some moments in here where I thought were hilarious because I'm like, that's how guys talk. And that's how I hear my female friends talk. That's how they've talked to me. I've had female friends since I was 15. I'm 38 that just say whatever in front of me. And now we're in a, and now we're in a new thing where, uh, say, some of the scenes in that film had it been males, uh, the Q&A, I would have, you know, not all generalization, but the Q&A, I might have been called sexist, or I might have been told that wasn't necessary. And so I'm interested in, as a filmmaker, uh, where, you, where, where you feel and where you think things can go, uh, the leeway with women writers, and we're not going to get into boys club, girls club. It's been going on. I'm talking about the specific written word of this film uh, to where uh, I've been seeing jokes where female writers, uh, well, okay, sorry. Females saying the written word gets a laugh and the men it's crude and cruel. So without it getting into a Trump spin and political thing, as an artist, what do you think about that and the direction that it's taking? Well, I, I'll say, you know, talking with Brent and, you know, when he was on set, there were times in the script where, um, you know, the line wasn't working for whatever reason. And he would ask the girls, you know, well, what would you say? You know, what would be something that would be more natural? So I think um, by, by him being able to, you know, work with them to make it more authentic and real, you know, coming from, you know, the female mind, I think that was really good. I think, um, you know, obviously I didn't write it. So it's very hard for me um, to answer questions based on, 
um, the, the language that was used. Um, but, you know, I, I, think, I think the girls definitely were able to help him out, get into a little bit more of the mindset of those, like, you know, on the fly, like, what would the situation really be? And I think, you know, he, he wrote the movie or he wrote the script based on a group of girls that he knew in college. So he really had, you know, real life experience to pull from with, you know, these real people that some of these characters are based off of. Oh, well, actually, like, um, I remember we had discussed, um, like, that you didn't write it. But what I mean is, is in hearing it as, as an artist, an audience member, what your take is, because we can leeway into the women in film brunch. Oh, that well, I mean, on that kind of dialogue coming from, I mean, because I could see it, I I could see a Q and A where uh, I've seen Q and As where the guy is told, you know, that line wasn't really appropriate, and it was ninety nine percent the same line that the females used, and I was laughing my butt off. So, uh, I mean, your thoughts on that aspect? Oh, I well, I mean, I think you know, it, it's funny. I I like it. That stuff, like I said, that stuff I would say. That stuff I get. You know, while watching the film, seeing these girls deliver, and you know, being in situations like that before, I think it plays really well. I think, um, you know, it doesn't just play to females. You know, I think it plays to, you know, males as well. And even in our screening, we had some older, um, some older couples that were in there that loved it. So, but as a female, I, I get it. Like it's every day I, you know, pick up the phone, text with some friends and we're talking about probably 90% of the time inappropriate stuff. So I think this is a film that's needed right now. It's light, it's funny, it's relatable and I think, um, you know, with more women, you know, coming into directorial roles or, you know, producer roles, I think these are the movies that, you know, we want to see and we want to be able to make. Well, I, you know, I appreciate that open, honest, uh, you know, examining that there is both sides. Um, and I want to apologize because, Every filmmaker knows that the second I've been sitting here all day doing office work since 4 a.m. and I have not heard a noise. You got on the line and a helicopter flew over. A dump truck never comes down the street, just drove by. (laughs) I don't know what it is about the movie gods that figure out that there's a microphone rolling. So I want to say that your answer was heard and listened to. And I do everything I can here, but put metal military garb around the house. But I think that's just the filmmaking thing. I think no matter what country you're in, what level, um, something has to uh, get screwed up with the sound. I don't, I don't know how real films, other than that they spend $7.5 million on the sound mix alone at Skywalker Ranch, <laughs> I don't know how anyone gets perfect sound I've never I I was a boom man in film school I boomed on professional projects I did sound mixing I I studied sound books I had 
old school sound mixers who did it on Nagra and you couldn't just fix it with a computer button. You got the mag stock off. Your film was ruined forever. Um, I'll, I'll never get it. I'll, I don't even know how Steven Spielberg gets good sound. Uh, with it's that, challenging. It's challenging. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get into reflective space and reverb and sound blankets. And um, so with that, speaking of sound, what it sounds like a CIA meeting. It's like, I think in 50 years, we're going to say, are or were you ever a member of a woman's film brunch? Anyways, bad joke. Um, uh, these film brunches are bringing up interesting things because myself, I'm off the record and I'm only sharing this on the record because it's press. Uh, there's some interesting, I'm for it. I think I had told you my grandma wanted to be a film historian. So I have every time I can get a female guest, woman guest, two of my favorite directors right now that I like more than like Spike Jones and Wes Anderson are female indies. Um, so I'm all for this opportunity. Bring it up. Let's do it. Uh, some people are kind of, uh, missing the point here of women's brunch, women's group, women this, women that, but then those people want male press or male exposure, or it's okay if the male funds the movie. Um, there can't be a male PA, but there can be a male bankroller. Um, what is really going on in these brunches and what is kind of some of the consensus of the inside thought, because I don't think or feel that, but I hear it. And all I can say is, well, I had 15 guests on from the different female groups and none of them were like that, but I've heard them saying, well, I'm not going to cover her film. If I can't have a mimosa with her, then I don't need to be writing about her film. So please fill me in and, and share with us, uh, some of what these things are and what's, what's, what's the, the real deal. Well, what, not... what we, I mean, at the panel at sunscreen, you know, some of the questions that they brought up were more about, um, you know, they did talk about, you know, bullying and females and, you know, the 13 reasons why show that's out. Um, they spoke about that. They did speak about, you know, gender roles and, and things like that and female directors, which, you know, I'm headed to Cannes on Sunday and um, Sofia Coppola has got a film um, there, I think in competition, don't quote me on that. Um, I, but I think it is. Um, and you, you know, you look at someone like that and she's, you know, she's a name and she's figured it out and I'm sure she had a harder start. I think, you know, it's, it's people say, well, you know, females need to be, you know, paid the same and females need to be given, you know, directorial roles. And I think, I think where the, and this is my opinion and my opinion only, I think where the problem lies a lot of times is in the bigger studios, um, which right. is one thing I like about being an independent filmmaker um, and being a female is because, you know, I'm not afraid to hire a male PA or a female cinematographer. I, I worked with um, I worked with Reed Morano um, on a film back in 2010, 
and she is a great cinematographer, and she works her butt off. And, you know, I think, I think it's people are closed-minded because I think Hollywood has done the same thing for so long, and I think now that we've got all of these platforms and it is possible for females not to just be the writers, you know, or not just to be, you know, involved in, you know, the marketing and the typical female roles. I think, um, I think we are starting to see a change. I think obviously women are starting to voice, you know, their opinion more. I do think that they should be paid the same if it's a lead role. I mean, if they're, going up against a man in a rom-com, I think, you know, I think it should be fair. And that's one thing that I do appreciate about um, the team that I work with, you know, in different projects and all is there's a lot of respect and, you know, there is no bad idea. It's, you know, how can we collaborate and how can we come together? Um, And, you know, you, you look at, you know, when I get resumes, I look at the resume before I look at the name because, you know, I don't want to know. I, w- I don't want to know if they're male or female because are they able to do their job? You know, are, you know, are they excited about it? Are they passionate? Do they have goals? Because, you know, we all start as a PA. And I think, right. you know, one thing about, um, you know, Hollywood that does make me a little sad is that, you know, we all need to remember where we first started. And I think sometimes, you know, people forget about that. And, you know, it's about being humble and just being happy that we get to make things, make films, make TV shows, make projects to, you know, take people out of whatever they might be going through personally and bring them into a new world. And, um, you know, that's, that's, I think, I think females are definitely starting to make their mark on that. And I really hope that, you know, more of us speak up and, um, but I, like I said, I like playing in the independent world because there is more flexibility. You know, I get studios bring out some great stuff and um, there's some great talent behind it. It's just, you know, that is one fun thing about being a, an independent filmmaker. More flexibility. Well, well, yeah, the flexibility. And I think, too, uh, all of this is also, I mean, it's such a big thing. It's not like, you know, I mean, it could be a whole other podcast. And I tie this into Ladylike because Ladylike had mostly, um, I mean, it was about two girls. Obviously, the boyfriend had to be a boy. Um, and actually wouldn't have to be. I don't want to get scolded and said that it could have been a girl playing a boy. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that. Um, but yeah, I think that this was, uh, these, I'm, thank you for sharing about the women in film brunch because they had a film at Newport called seen as believing women direct. And people even started asking one of the directors about, well, what's it like being Asian? And she's just like, I don't really pay attention to the fact that I'm Asian. And so what I just wanted to say was that when I was watching Ladylike, I wasn't thinking two white girls and I wasn't thinking two girls, whatever age they are. I was just thinking, are these actresses entertaining me? Did the director choose well? Did the director make me laugh? Is the production value what it should be? Is there continuity? Is the continuity making me so nuts? I have to turn it off. I mean, those are what the real things that film should be be about. And so 
you guys pulled it off very, very well. Um, again, I reviewed it in the archives. For those of you that have missed it, um, we've gotten to jump around here and talk about sunscreen, women in film, and you guys can get a full review from me babbling for a good 10 minutes about this film. And, excuse me, so while I take my drink of water and recharge my throat, um, Lauren here will hit us with anything she wants to announce about this film or any other projects, and she can also take the time to hit us with all her social media. The floor is yours, so fire away, Lauren. Well, thank you. Well, we are planning on releasing Ladylike this fall, um, so we will have lots of updates coming soon on that. Um, you know, our Instagram is at Ladylike Movie, um, and we're really excited. You know, we're kind of coming up with some great fun things, um, you know, some great swag, all this great stuff for, for our big release in the fall. And, um, you know, Brent, the director, and I actually have um, a couple other projects in the works. One of them is an offbeat, um, offbeat comedy, kind of like We're the Millers. We're going into casting for that. You know, he, uh, he and I are gearing up for that, but we're really excited that we kind of have a date with Ladylike, and we can't wait to share it with everyone. And I think, you know, this is going to be such a hit, especially, you know, with girls in college and, you know, being able to relate, you know, being in the time that we're in. So we're really excited. We're really excited. And I really appreciate you having us or me on the show. And, um, you know, Ladylike was such an effort by so many people. And, um, you know, it really was a great team behind it, behind it. And, you know, it really does take a team to pull off something great. And I think, uh, I think we've got something really fun, really fun for the fall, back to school. Oh, you know, I wasn't even, um, now that you mentioned that, I hadn't really picked up on that, that little uh, sidebar of the timing and the, uh, yeah, the back to school. That's a really great, uh, see, that's what I love about films uh, so much is that you cannot catch everything. Um, right. I mean, does if, if anything, not to sound, I, I, I am not being arrogant at all, but it gets me so frustrated when people act like they caught everything that was in a film. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, I'm not going to ask you your age, but for me, it was like Fight Club was the biggest thing in the planet when I went to film school. And it was like I would I'd have all these film school classmates who uh, I'm friends with now and like, but the ones I don't never liked, I don't care. Um, they'd be like 22. And it's like that movie is about what, someone who's 25 to 30 goes through. So if you're 22, you don't get it and you don't relate well, to it. And been, everybody's been in college or had some sort of experience. I think, you know, living with, you know, whether you're li- living with a bunch of girls or you have a roommate or whatever, I think, Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying about your film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 
But I just mean about the, those films that when you're watching it as a 20-year-old and it's about a 40-year-old man getting divorced and it's like you can be entertained, but you didn't really feel it. So that's what that's what You I'm can't saying. relate with, yet. Yeah, with, with Fight Club, it's like a, that that not midlife crisis, but that point you go through as a male in 30 where you go through a breakup or you go through getting fired or you go through whatever uh, until you're 30 and you went through it, you don't get it. So that's what was another thing that was cool about um, Ladylike was it does hit on that everyone's been through one of those situations and that's not spoiling the movie. Um, in fact, the one last thing I will say is that it was Saturday night. We were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was Saturday night. And I ran into a girl. Um, let's just say acting like one of your key scenes. <laughs> and I was, now that it's playing in my brain, there was the straight face friend and I and I was and I'm thinking this is really funny now because I I was wondering in the moment why does this seem so surreal to me and why is it popping out (laughs) at me and now that we're talking I was going hey this is I mean it smelt and felt the same so so yeah (laughs) even if you're uh, 38 like me and have your dad's balding head and gray in your beard um, you're going to still have these moments that you relate to things in Ladylike. So uh, with that, we say uh, you're welcome for coming on, Lauren, but we want to also thank you, and um, we appreciate the time of any filmmaker. You guys now become uh, talking pictures cousins, so you're welcome back anytime unless you hang up the phone and are like, God, why did I talk to that <laughs> asshole? Um, you guys can come back with your next project or if you want to come back in the future and just talk about something you saw or be on a panel or maybe we should throw a men on air brunch only. Um, no, I mean, I mean, women in film on air brunch, maybe I should be the one to get, uh, I have three female producers and three male producers, so I'm not going to buy this, uh, that I don't hire or everyone's not equal. So I think I should, I'm going to host a women in film brunch on air and say, you guys just got to deal with that. The host is a male. I'll be quiet but you guys can talk on the air. So, Well, I think we, that'd be a great episode. Let the women take over for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, again, I will say this is the last thing I want to say is that we all need to be conscious of this as artists. We all need to, I always say I'm 50-50. I'm not 51-49 either way. I won't support any man to have more men filmmakers and I won't support any woman to have more women filmmakers. I want to see both visions because the one thing that we all forget at the end of the day, because I want to say the majority of us forget because we're even having these discussions is that every single one of us on the planet is half man and half woman. So 
the fact that we're even at this point where we have to discuss it and divide it. Um, I look like my dad and I act like my mother. So, huh. So with that, I love the POVs that are coming out. Please, uh, one last thing, if I can ask of you, while you're out, we never ask that a guest promotes us or puts us out there, but please let other, if you hear about women that want to review films or you hear about female critics that aren't getting a voice, please contact me. We would love to, we are looking for female critics. I'm starting to tell every female filmmaker that I talk to, to please let me know if you know of a woman out there whose voice isn't getting heard um, because we want to be a place that can give women critics a voice also. Absolutely. You know, definitely will do. And we look forward to coming on the show again sometime, maybe with a new project. And uh, yeah, again, thank you. And uh, look forward to speaking with you soon regarding other projects. Excellent. You have safe travels and I will get the link to you as soon as they're done and ready. Great. Thank you so much. Again, we'll talk soon. Take care and tell Brent I said hello. Will do. Aloha. Bye-bye. Bye. Aloha. Bye. Well, that was great. I always, I love having every guest on. So thank you, Lauren and crew. Thank you, Joe and Way, Sunscreen, Ashley. Thank you, St. Pete, for a great time. Only thing that wasn't good about St. Pete, I don't gossip, and I'm not going to go on air and say it. It had to do with my accommodations where I stayed at a hotel. It was not the Marriott. It had nothing to do with sunscreen. But we'll leave on the positive, great notes. Check out the Sunscreen Film Festival. Mark your calendar. And stay tuned, because I got more episodes coming at you this week. So we'll see what's happening tomorrow. Tune in for Jessica Wake, our newest, our, not assistant, associate, who will be bringing you scoops from the Audience Awards Film Festival that took place in NoHo. So you're going to want to tune in. Tomorrow you get NoHo, and then we're back to sunscreen. And then we'll be tossing in some Newport. And then we're celebrating 200 again. I'm going to close today patting ourselves on the back for reaching episode 200. Love, peace, and aloha to all. And no matter what you do, make sure and watch a good movie tonight. I know that's what I'm going to do. Day's over. I've been working since 4. It's 2 p.m. And now it is off to movie land. Aloha.